Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This week in league is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app for league fans putting the NRL at your fingertips. News, scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and more. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. Ooh, good stats. This week in league, uh, William Hopawade renames the Bulldogs to the Quorum of the 17 after they all join him in taking last Sunday off. Off his tits and with a lung full of ciggies, Jared Hayne has already achieved his next dream of becoming the greatest rapper in Aussie hip-hop. James Roberts answers the age-old question, can I kick it? Yes, you can, but you'll miss a week for it. And we preview all the action for the second week of the 2016 NRL Finals. All that and more, this week in league. Welcome to episode 239 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. How you doing, bud? Good, man. All, uh, Spectacular after last weekend. Yeah, you would have been fucking jizzing. Fucking oh. Randy, <laughs> you would have been like Randy Marsh. <laughs> it was just one touch. Turned the suburb of water into, <laughs> into that Randy Marsh <laughs> meme. <laughs> oh, oh little pennies that could. Yep. Little pennies that could. Uh, yeah, no, it's funny. I mean, that, that 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 phrase actually existed before your time on the show. <laughs> now it's actually meaning something. <laughs> uh, welcome to our new listeners again, as always. Thanks for stopping by. And uh, we've got a, a bumper crop of new listeners raising their heads now, which is great. We've got someone by the name of Life is a Thigh Day. <laughs> which is this, this Twitter handle. You have to pay attention because it's not how you think. It's L-Y-F... <laughs> underscore I-Z-A underscore Thigh Day as in yeah, Sam Thigh Day's name uh, new listen to the pod and I love it about me I'm raising funds for an NRL Halloween porno called Freddy vs. Rory Cost Jason <laughs> welcome you'll fit right in you know, um, you know what I love about that Twitter handle what's that not only is it a, a clever play on words with an NRL player mm. but it puts a shit song in your head as soon as you hear it. <laughs> and uh, and it's also spelled like, you know, like the way a footballer would spell it on their Instagram account. <laughs> oh, cash money fam. At Frog Nathan. Great combo of comedy and league. What more can you ask for? And uh, then he went on to ask us, straight into ask us about a stat, about, you know, who's received the most penalties. So I said, okay, sports won't help us out. And sure enough, they came through and... And as part of the most penalised, but I think the, the, they were like Fafita and Anderson, <laughs> you know, the usual suspects. So there you go. I'd love to know like all time who the who the most penalised player would be. That yeah. Would be, um, I mean, because we know he's like suspended, obviously, like weeks off, but yep. there's a difference between being like, you know, like finger blasting dudes and getting mass week suspension and, just, be, and just being like, you know, like a... Just a, lazy a getting up off Yeah, exactly. Run, yeah. Exactly. One of those guys that's just like a piggyback merchant that just yeah. lets, hits him on the fourth every time around yeah. their, their 30 metre line. Yeah. Um, Ryan T. Jansen, all went all straight through. Uh, just started listening to the podcast. Very happy you guys aren't afraid to say cunt. It's a great word. Fantastic word. Cheers, cunt. B underscore, B-E underscore Jeff Cott. 
Uh, and uh, he sent us some stuff, but he also said, uh, yeah, uh, by a listener for about six weeks and a shit Twitterer. Twitterer. So I like, I like the way you tweet already, sir. You're not shit Twitter at all. I'll tell you what, that, the first one's a doozy. Yeah. I like that. Keep them coming. Exactly, exactly. Now, moving on to the mailbag. Jamie underscore Mancini1, who I'm fairly certain, unless someone proves me wrong, fairly certain he's probably the youngest Twitter interactor with this show. Tweets us and says... Oh, yeah, hang on. <laughs> and, uh, How old? Like, you know, like 15, 16, something like that. You know, for like someone on Twitter... Jesus, where are your parents, Mancini? I, 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 know, I know, I know. Correct me, I mean, if you're younger, let, let me know. No, because- if you don't, let us know. <laughs> Plausible deniability, Nathan. There's, there, there's, no, there's no law against, against saying cunt on a podcast that a kid might listen to. Yeah, there's not, but... <laughs> You know what? It was bad. It was bad enough in the eighties. I'm a big believer in personal responsibility, <laughs> personal accountability. If you're going to go and listen to that, then uh, you know. <laughs> so, um, Jamie has, has tweeted and said, "I'm still traumatized about how Maccas make their strawberry thick shake. I haven't gone to Maccas since." <laughs> so when you take it with the age, <laughs> it makes it like three times as good. Uh, Keel Stanton. I saw Dane Gay guy out at the pub tonight in Newey. Uh, I told him I'm a mad New, uh, Newcastle Knights fan and sorry for being a shit Queenslander cunt. Fantastic. Fantastic. Now, Kiel's one of the new crop. Exactly. Who, was, uh, was it like just last week when yep. we had his first one? Yep. yep, who's come in and kept it going. Exactly. He hasn't had the second week drop-off. Yeah, the uh, the old second the second second tweet syndrome. That's it. So keep, keep him coming. Interact with the people during the games. There's a couple of teams that have had like second tweet syndrome this week <laughs> in the finals game, let me tell you. You'll see what happens. Uh, oh. At Griffin Dog. So it's a G-R-I-F-F-N-D-O-G. So, if the Panthers Panthers be good and keep winning, does this mean Real Dad will come back home? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> just, just quietly. Um, Benny DTD. Can we just rename the Panthers the Young Panthers? <laughs> Every time that team's either Rookie of the Year or the next Young Gun. <laughs> And they give me like yeah. grown ass men like Moreland. <laughs> like, like, oh, he's he's he's, he's, like, he's like a young Darren Lockyer when in fact Darren Lockyer is like twelve years his junior. <laughs> it's like some weird Terminator thing where he came back in time to <laughs> exactly. Um, no, he, he's now because you know Jamie Lyon who is yep. peering at me. Jamie Jamie like, Lyon who's looking looking down on you, uh, you know, with 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 a, with a benevol- with a slightly disapproving but yet benevolent smile on his face. It's kind of like the Mona Lisa. He's got that Mona Lisa sort of imperceptible smile. <laughs> <laughs> smirk like he's hiding a dick. <laughs> Looking um, like a garbage pail kid. Yeah. But um, he was the world's fa- fattest thin man. Yep. Moylan is the world's... And this, and this, and this uh, actual this, this mask actually does bear that out a little it's bit. It's not doesn't. flattering. <laughs> no, it's, it's not. not. I kept the eye, eyes in it, though, too. Like, I, I figured, you know, I'll keep his natural eyes in there and I'll pop them out. Like, I don't need to use it as a mask. It's more like a... Basically, just to yes, to look over you, to watch over you, <laughs> and keep Probably you so I don't skull fuck him <laughs> and keep you in check. <laughs> um, Moylan is the world's youngest old man, mm-hmm. mm. and that that was a, that was a very Darren Locky thing too with his you know with his very <laughs> premature mouth and balls. Where are we? Um, highway underscore. Does Cartwright have the C stenciled into the back of his head? Where does that fit in with Jay's wanker hair policy? My wanker hair policy has always been very, very clear. As long and, as, and as as long as you're winning, 
you can have whatever you want in your hair. Is that right? As as long as you're winning. Um, I didn't think that was a C. I think I think it almost looked like a, a scar or something in the back of his head. So he's had a haircut, gone too short, revealed something, yeah. revealed the lobotomy marks yeah. or something. Either that or he just needs to remember who he is. Maybe that's why he's more selective with the offloads now. <laughs> <on Griffin's>, <laughs> the, <laughs> the key recipe for Griffin Ball is lobotomizing fucking... Could you imagine what a what Dally M winner fucking Adam Cuthbertson would have been <laughs> if he had got a couple of years under Griffin? Griffin just fucking wheels him in, you know, tries gives him some electroshock therapy first, well, that doesn't work, goes to the lobotomy. It's a very little known fact that that's why his nickname is Hook. <laughs> because of what he sticks up your nose. It's like the fucking Egyptian style, just <laughs> up, up the nose. <laughs> just removes that loose offload out of <laughs> oh fuck um, Michael Darren 79 uh, just like his father I wish uh, Will Hopawade would pull his finger out Look, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't have saved you um, this week in X Factors it's like I didn't have my notes I was like hang on a minute I've got fucking X Factors what are you talking about um, Earthboy 75 who uh, represented mightily with the, the rest fault scarf at the at the Broncos against East the other week that was fantastic um He's, uh, he's sent us a picture of his uh, his running bib for the Logan Running Festival. X-Factor. X-F-A-C-T-A. So there you go. The Logan Running Festival. Yeah, I thought that's just like... What's that? that? That's they... like lifting a, lifting a fucking plasma from Cashies and <laughs> seeing how far you get. Or, I don't know. Well, I was going to say that the running bib, the other side's got 20 bucks under it, and if someone catches you, they can keep it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what else have we got there? Oh, that's not... Yeah, that's not a... That's not an X-Factor thing, so we're not going to worry about that. Um, this week in Luke Dawn, let's get straight to it. Thanks to the boys from Super League Pod. I know you all listen to Super League Pod and have thrown them a follow at Super League Pod on Twitter. But um, if you haven't, fucking, you know what to do. Take it away, boys. Thanks a lot, gentlemen. Uh, Tom and Mark here, as always, to bring you updates on everything that's going on this side of the equator this week in Luke Dawn. And we start on Thursday night. It was St. Helens 40, Castleford 16. The Saints took advantage of an injury-ravaged Tigers side to officially secure their top four finish and a semi-final spot. The visitors actually started well with our hero, the greatest Aussie import of all time, scoring the opening try early on, as Cass continued to play some stylish stuff. All that came crashing down, though, as the benches started to come into play in the interchange period. After that, Cass was spent, and Saints marched up the field for their forwards to all take turns in dropping over the line from short range. It wasn't thrilling, but it was effective. Meanwhile, over at Warrington, the rosliest of all dazzlers, Kirk Gidley, returned to the YS17 this week as he brought his shooting boots with him as well. Tabletoppers Warrington comfortably ran out 30 points to 12 winners over cross-county rivals, the Witness Vikings. Winning in every facet except errors, the wire pack not only laid the platform, but also got in on the try scoring as well with England prop Chris Hill and the stepson of Anarchy, Ashton Sims, both crossing the whitewash. At the same time on Friday night, Hull FC were hosting Wigan. It finished 12 points to 18. A back-to-the-wall job and plenty of effort saw the Warriors take the win and kept their slim minor premiership hopes alive. The black and, line, the black and whites were incisive without being clinical in the first half as strong defensive stands from John Bateman and Sam Tompkins kept Wigan in it. Things started to swing around in the second half and although it lacked the style and flair that Hull's Islanders were offering up in the first half, Wigan's second half, led by Samoan star Talima Tautai, showed great effort and impact, clinching an eighth win in a row away against Hull FC. 
Errorfest, Dead Rubber and Exercise in Futility are terms that get thrown around a lot these days, but they certainly applied at Bellevue this weekend as Wakefield went down 10 points to 14 against the Catalan Dragons. Injuries notwithstanding, both sides were fairly abject in this one with both failing to make over a 1,000 metres with ball in hand. However, David Fafita did impress for the Wildcats with 151 metres and an impressive seven busted tackles. Down in the qualifiers, that's where the real excitement was this weekend in the race for spots in super, next year's Super League. Things are things are starting to be decided. Wins by Leeds over Batley by 32 points to nil on Friday and by Lee over Huddersfield in Saturday's Tri-Fest, which was 48 points to 40. So both teams secure Super League status for 2017. That means we know there will be a change in clubs for next year, but it's very close to see who Lee will replace with two rounds left. Big wins for Salford, 70 points to 16 over Featherston, and Hull KR, 58-18 at London. See those two sides return to form at a crucial time. Okay, Facebook. Um, had people who've listened to the show from day one or for you know a long time would know um, Kyle. You know, you may have heard him referred to as, you know, shut up Kyle or, you know, something like that. He's but, been quiet um, this year. He's been quiet. He's because he's, he's gone, he's gone off rugby league because he's a Parramatta supporter. Uh, he's like Paramount MK2. And, I mean, he's probably up to, you know, Mark, Mark, Mark 43 now. Yeah, like, on, see, now this is the thing. Now that you've said that, mm. last week, I don't know if you remember, but I was talking about how rugby league is alive and well in the Hunter. Yes. Because the Newcastle fans are sticking around and they yeah. listen to the show and they're yeah. involved and love their footy. And I made mention that there's been a bunch of uh, Eels other, other people. Yeah. <laughs> Ducking off. He's one of them. Case in point. Yeah, but he's been going off it for years because <laughs> <laughs> ever since this, for the entire lifetime that I've known him, which has been pretty, he was, he's pretty much one of the original guys, yep. like very, very early on. Yep. Like, you know, one of the original dozen people who listen to the show probably uh, met him, you know, many times. Uh, he's been very consistent over that time where he's had a massive fucking axe to grind with his shit team. <laughs> For example, there was era there where it was like, you know, it was Jeff Robson was the, was yeah. the axe to grind, then Robson fucked off, and then Sandow was Sandow. like, the, here's the axe to grind, and then, then Robson again this year. <laughs> so... <laughs> Generally, he has a problem with the halves of Parramatta, and that, that affects his enjoyment, total enjoyment of rugby league. But on a serious note, he's uh, he lives down uh, in uh, northern, 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 northern New South Wales, like down around Tweed, and um, down there we had a situation where uh, Grant Cook, um, who played for the um, Wollongong Mustangs. Uh, collapsed after being tackled and uh, went to you know got flown to hospital, died overnight, and so he's just uh, sent me a message to say that they've got like a a benefit sort of thing set up, you know, for the family because he's had a couple of kids and uh, and you know a wife left behind. He was young; he was like twenty eight or something like that. Yeah. And so um, the the Mullumbar Mustangs and um and who else the other club what's the other club I'm talking about here they, they, um, they've set up you know combined they're doing a lot of fundraisers but what they've done is they've asked uh, they're making a significant donation and they're asking members supporters and sponsors to help out any way possible so if you would like to make a contribution to uh, help the family of Grant Cook uh, it's uh, St. George Bank uh, get your pen and paper out I guess the BSB is 112879 and the account is 449486661 so if you miss that, rewind it. Because <laughs> what am I? <laughs> so yeah, if you can give, then uh, 
give generously because that is some fucking tragic shit, especially when people mm. don't, you know, it's, it, I, I just feel like it'd just be one of those things that'd be very hard to come to terms with because obviously it's devastating, but then you're kind of going, well, you know, they were, they were doing like something that they loved at the time, but like, you know, it's, it's just, it's, you know, it's yeah, to, to leave a young complicated, behind, yeah, it's just, yeah, and, uh, yeah, never good. Exactly. Um, emails, I had a couple of emails this week. One, a very thoughtful, respectful question. And one from our mate Sam. <laughs> Do you know about his email? No. Sent it to you didn't come. Oh, good. No. I wanted. I wanted to hit you with it fresh. But first, <laughs> the actual real email from uh, our buddy Toto, and uh, he's he's uh, appeared at Risen meetups and stuff like that. And he's a good dude. Um, long time listener, first time caller. Not really. Uh, just thought I'd get your expert. He put it in quotes. <laughs> on opinion on something, seeing as you're both dads to sporting kids. My nephew, grade three, has just started playing footy this year and is really enjoying it. He's winning a few best on grounds along the way. The other day he came home from school pretty distraught and wanted to give the game away. Apparently at school they had an ex-footy player who's now a paraplegic come in and do a talk on the risks of playing contact sport. My nephew does not want to run the risk of becoming disabled or causing harm to another player now due to the talk. I understand the need for education around contact sport, especially in light of what's happened in the last few years, but I would have thought it would have been better coming from the clubs and not the schools. His mum's quite upset, single mum to two boys, as no notice or permission from the school was sent home to her warning about the subject matter giving her time to prepare him. She now has to deal with the aftermath after finally finding something that he enjoyed. Anyway, what are your thoughts? Should young kids be educated at school or leave it up to the clubs to teach proper tackling techniques? Uh, That's some heavy shit, though, for like a little fucking eight-year-old, eight-year-old kid to deal with, right? Oh, look, this is opinion. So this is purely an opinion piece. Yeah, yep. I would be absolutely fucking ropeable at the school, mm-hmm. not for trying to take a stance on safety and awareness mm-hmm. but for exactly as you pointed ambushing out ambushing yeah unprepared no, kids no notice yeah, yeah. Um, kids don't have the life experience to to rationalise that in their head they take shit at face like they take shit at face like, everything's at face. literal you put something on YouTube the, the amount of fuck, like, every fucking day I've got to deal with something yep. from my kid I saw this thing on Pokemon and you, you know, this guy found a way to get such and such Pokemon on Pokemon Go. I'm like, dude, seriously, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a YouTube video. He's just, he's just fucking yeah. with the code. And like, I, it's not real. Yeah. But they don't know. They, they, they don't know. They can't do that shit. Yeah. I, yeah. I can't I, figure it I out. I deal with the same shit, yeah. like, every single day. Hear about fucking Herobrine in Minecraft again. I've, Fuck me dead. I got the, the fucking kids coming to me going, hang on, well, if a midget postwoman comes to the door, is she really going to try and suck on my hoo-ha? Like, because <laughs> I, I was into your fucking bookmarks. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the thing with kids is, as much as they take everything at face value, they also tend to have goldfish memories. And yeah. just as that would have shocked the child, um, you know, a couple of good explanations, maybe from a beloved uncle. Yep. About yes, it does happen to to some players. Yep. But there are many, many more players who it doesn't happen to. Yeah. And if you it, like, it'd be it very game. easy just to break it down statistically and say, yeah. like, you know, we've had, you know, like maybe half a dozen cases of which maybe two reasonable profile ones in yep. in our lifetime. But, you know, to mm. you know, the risks are, are minuscule. Yep. They're there, but they're you know they're, they're minuscule and because the game's played the rules, and they you know it takes a lot to go over and above that to put someone in a position to do that. That's and, it. Yeah. And at your age, mm-hmm. it's it's 
very, very unlikely. Until I put you in with that nephew. fucking. Until I put you in with that hundred kilo fucking eight, yeah, eight year old kid. Fuck, man. <laughs> Got to take on that while we're on the subject. But um, but yeah, personally, I I think there should be weight graded. Simply yeah. for the fact that about the only way a kid gets hurt at that age, they're not running with enough force yeah. to hurt each other. Unless yeah. they got momentum from being like twice the size of the other kids. Even that, that kid yeah. at full pace, yeah. he's not creating enough speed to hurt another kid in a collision. No, no, in trampling them over though, that's, that's when it. it happens, yeah. Where a kid's going to get hurt or palming them off and, yeah. is getting caught up under or being mm. fallen on or yep. something like that. Um, I think that it presents undue risk. Yeah. The toss-up to that is, are, are the kids mature enough mentally and emotionally? Well, yeah, there was that story a couple of years ago. I remember there was that kid that was like, you know, a nephew or something to, to Israel Folau or someone. Yeah. Or Carmichael Hunt or something like that. Yeah. And he was like 11, but he was like, you know, my size. <laughs> and so he's trashing kids in like yeah. the under 12s or whatever yeah. fucking grade he was playing in. Yeah. But he's like a little kid. Like, he can't, you can't throw him in against men. <laughs> like, you know, 16 year olds, even, you know, because like, he's a little fucking kid. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Um, yeah, toughy. Yeah. Uh, but look, I think if he's got a love for the game, get out there and play it with him. Yep. Be it, be it in a park, be it in a competitive environment. If he's got a love for the game, Nurture that. Get him to run at you. Fucking give him, hit him with a couple of lifting tackles and just show him that, you know, yeah. you're not going to become a pro, but even if you get lifted, you're not going to become a fucking player. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it, it'll, it'll come back to him and, and he'll get that urge to get out there and run yeah. back on the field. And if, it, and if nothing else, he'll become a, you'll grow up to like not be a Greg Inglis and like dolphin diving yeah, to, exactly. to draw penalties and you know, put himself in positions. Um, now, the serious, the serious thoughts on the game, opinion email, and now we've got Sam, Mister Underscore Wars on Twitter. If you're not already following him, and like, why would you not doing the shit he comes out with? No, you have to because he's locked his account. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I have to physically have to get in there. So and, I can't retreat half yeah. the bullshit he says. The, the amount of times I've said that, dude, fucking <laughs> unblock your shit. Like, there has been times where he's like quickly turned it off so I could retweet one thing and then. <laughs> but here's his email. An open letter to Twitter and its plethora of touched NRL fans. Twitter, I love you, but you're full to the brim with people and know very little about league. Fans, in quotes, are sharing insight, in quotes, which is honestly the equivalent of a vagrant screaming at a pot plant, which brings me to the point at hand, ref's fault. It can be used as a laugh by people with half a brain. Bants, if you will. But Twitter, you sadly light on quality people and heavy on those whose parents use them as ashtrays as children. The same cunts who would push a boat of refugee, of refugee babies out to sea in fear of losing their $6 an hour jobs at Maccas, getting education, you cunts. These flag-waving, gay, marriage-hating oxygen thieves are the same people screaming that referees have NRL rubber-stamped agendas. They're worse than the AIDS-filled pus pockets on Tom Hanks' foreskin in Philadelphia. Referees have one of the hardest jobs out there. Without them, we don't have a game. They strive away for years and years in the lower grades, in parks and local comps all around Australia, a lot of time for little to no pay, only to be abused by parents, then later by media and fans. These people have families and their kids get abused at school. It's a fucking disgrace. We want them to make quick calls, but when they make a quick call that's wrong, we lose our shit. We want them to get the decision right, but when they review it to make sure it's spot on, we lose our shit. To be human is to err, but we expect perfection. The rules are the rules. Accept them and let the refs police them. At elite level, you have 110 kilo monsters out there screaming at them, plus 20,000 fans screaming too. And We don't think this is a challenging work environment for bang on decision making. All the while, we sit back in our lounge chairs. Most of us overweight, some of us jobless, others just general fucking morons, but all suddenly qualified enough to be sharing expert opinions punched out via ham hocks, feverishly tapped away keyboards in dimly lit lounge rooms. 
games, sweating and heaving, pointing fingers at conspiracies and agendas. Go fucking die, you cancerous cunts. I never know who the ref is for any game. I never check. I don't care. I don't know the history of who's good or bad for the Broncos or any team. Those that do are fucking rugby league termites, just eating away at the foundation of the game, perpetuating hate. To think a ref would suffer through all the shit from park footy all the way to NRL level, only then to drive agendas while secretly working NRL back conspiracies for teams to either win or lose is just plain fuckery. In essence, the refs are the more pure fans of the sport there is, and this is how we treat them. To the cunts out there that think it's really a thing, slowly pull your thimble-sized dick from your sister's gaping pimple-covered asshole and have a long look at yourself. You look every bit like the un educated, fish-shaking, mouth-breathing cunt heap you are. Just enjoy our game and know that mistakes happen and the best team usually wins. And if you're a true fan, a fan for life, you'll see your team get the good and the bad. It all evens out in the end. To the people of Twitter, I'd like to think you're not all fucking morons. Hopefully you're with the ability for independent thought. Next time Fitler, Johns or Gould open their fucking potato mouths, try not to gobble their dicks up with their opinions. Rugby fucking league. The end. Well, <laughs> let me say two things very quickly. <laughs> That email would have come across very differently if it had been sent in after any other game yeah, of the, the entire season. Then the Titans versus Broncos the Titans game. Versus Broncos. Because I don't remember when it logged Sam, up. It probably logged up on the Saturday, I think. It would have been, I think. Of which Sam is a Broncos fan. Mm. Um, Look, I... I I see I see his his point, but I think he's kind of too far. The refs folders are on one side, and then he's come in on this on the on the left side of that. And I think it's actually the truth is probably more you know somewhere in the well, middle. My, yeah, my thing is that those those middle people, yeah, who aren't actually refs faulting, yeah, and just doing it to troll, yeah. There's your reaction, people. <laughs> Take that as a big fucking W. <laughs> <laughs> Because, uh, that's that's yeah. that's that's the that's the fucking that's the white whale right there. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> no, um, I think uh, you know, to Eris human is a pretty piss poor. Look at the NFL. Just yeah. quickly, look at the NFL. They have five times more people at every fucking game. Yep. They have probably fucking twenty times the fucking television, you know, audience for the games. A rule book that's eight times thicker. And decisions that fucking. I remember when there was a when there was a it was a preseason last year or the year before when there was a catch, and there was a controversy over a catch. I think it was I think the Packers were involved, and it was absolutely mental that this decision was wrong, and it's like one of the only fucking decisions you've ever heard about being wrong. That in my that I can recall like in, in in a lot of time fucking there's hardly any even any conjecture. Yeah. Because it's, I mean, and, and I, I take his point, what he's talking about, was like, I hate how commentators in our game have their opinion, and it's usually like the opposite of whatever's going on with the refereeing at the time. So they're bitching, and they're going, no, that's, no, they're wrong, that's bullshit, blah, blah, blah. Whether, whether they're, they're right or wrong, it seems to me that in the, with the NFL, they, they don't really argue about the decision. Yeah. The, the commentators are kind of like, okay, this is what they've decided, and this is why they've decided it, and then it's just fucking, yeah. you know, move on. That's it. They don't bitch, like, you know, Gus, like, where he'll just be bitching about something 15 minutes later, you know, like, and then, you know, same for, you know, you guys, like, Look, you know, Joey and stuff. Yeah, I've said it before, I, I watch all the games with the sound off, yeah. just just for that reason. Yeah. Um, I think it's important to get decisions right. Mm-hmm. I think we've taken some good steps towards that with the bunker. I loved the bunker in the first, like, probably six weeks or something like that. Because we actually start seeing, like you know, yeah, correct decisions and rationale for them. Yep. 
you know? I've, I've got no issues with the bunker in and of itself. Yep. I think the issues at the moment are with how it's utilised, mm-hmm. how it's called upon, yep. and the guidelines surrounding it. And very highlighted in that Friday night uh, game too, which we'll get to. Uh, but I, I think there's nothing wrong with expecting referees to get it right when they have the technology to get it right. 100% of the time. Yeah, the other difference between the NRL and the uh, the NFL is in the NFL, all the technology mm-hmm. and all the videos are there to assist and help and supplement yep. the referees. Yep. Whereas here it seems that they are just separate entities. Yeah, they're just you borrowing know? the TV broadcast stuff. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, uh, for example, the the James Roberts mm-hmm. kick. Yep. Um, the referees, because what it, what it is now, the referees are too scared to go back and say, "Yep, I missed that. Yep, yep. I made a wrong call." Yep. Um, so they're they're not going to overrule themselves. The amount of times I've heard a referee say to a player, "I didn't see it," yeah, so I we're playing on. Yeah, yeah. Astounds me. And it's such a terrible fucking excuse. Oh, like. <laughs> fuck me. So, yeah, look, you can never ever say that a refereeing decision cost a, a team a game. That's right. Unless they made no errors, no missed tackles, and scored a try on every single set. Yep, yep. And lost by, by one try from that yep. set with an incorrect decision, <laughs> yep. which has yep. never ever happened. But they can sure as fuck change the ebb and flows of games. And you can definitely... And, and I mean, I can, I, you can sometimes... You can even go so far as to say that, you know, due to, like, an, a, a, an entire collection, the collective bad decisions made through the course of a game, that a team that, you know, may or may, you know, probably wasn't the better team on the day, but they were certainly denied the opportunity to to see if they were the better yeah, team, you know that's what I mean? It. Uh, you know, so yeah. much so. Like, again, you look at this Roberts thing. Yep. The Brisbane defence, right, down at the judiciary. Yep. If I'm ever in legal trouble, please remind me not to fucking ever hire their guy, the, the lawyer that defended James Roberts tonight yeah. at the judiciary. His defence was basically, oh, well, the referee didn't blow a penalty at the time. Yeah. So if it wasn't worth blowing a penalty for then, what are we here for now? <laughs> I, saw the, I, was, I also saw that too, like, you know, like, um, he didn't do it very. He didn't do it very hard. Like, well, I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you're saying that he did kick him, but he didn't do it very hard. No, not saying he did kick him. Um, that's what, exactly what you just said, actually. Um, <laughs> like Marbo, yeah, it's like the vibe. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there, there's a great example where yep. something is worth a week off. Yep. And the referees completely missed it. Yep. It should be within the bunker's power to say yeah. to them, you know, there was a fucking kick there. Yeah. I'm not calling you an idiot. I'm not calling your mum a cunt. I'm just mm. saying that there was a kick there that you should go back and penalise. And two referees should probably fucking see that shit too. Yeah, they should. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying I want to increase the number of referees, but... 13. <laughs> just one on every once <laughs> like, you, you, you look at Look at the NFL, for example, though. There are, there are referees dealing with every fucking minor yep. zone on the field. And so a play, a play fires off. And then, you know, a flag will come in if there's something. And then they'll go, okay, so the play runs its course. Yep. There's a flag thrown on a play. Get that guy over here. Why'd you throw the flag? And he'll go, okay, I saw this. And they'll go, okay, then this is the penalty. Yep. I've, you can't tell me that when, when there's one, one referee 
whose job is to police like the ruck area. Yeah. What else he fucking looking at other exactly. than other than the guy playing exactly. the ball who's kicking the fucking yeah. people? I mean, how you miss it? You don't. Well, so. you know what they yeah you know, they they miss it, and that's why they fucking get fired and demoted. So the the whole conspiracy thing, I think, is a bit rich. Yeah, that's bullshit. I mean, there's very um, few conspiracies. I mean, there's conspiracies that saw East Wind in 2013 and South in 2014, but other than that, there's never been a conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the, the conspiracy things, you're 100% right. But the, the the issue is that that ref's fault's an easy bandwagon to get on. Yeah. And and it happens all too often. What What it tends to get into is those things that are, you know, the referee at the referee's discretion. How long is he letting people lay down in the ruck? Yeah, those things you can't be refs faulting about. Yep, yep. But just completely wrong calls. Mm-hmm. You should have every right to call out, and we should expect better of our referees. Exactly, exactly. Um, now, what else do I have here? Um, this is something that I, I totally fucking forgot about last year. <laughs> but uh, um, my Aaron, I think he's Ma underscore Aaron on uh, on Twitter. He said, uh, but he sent this through Facebook. He said, oh, mate, your online inventory has robbed Twill Nation of one of the most anticipated episodes of the year. Last year, we loved hearing Glenn count the number of remaining T-shirts, <laughs> and we we're looking forward to Stepdad doing the same. <laughs> he said, oh, by the way, I'll be a starter at the at, at the early opener in NL Loco too, so he's going to be fucking smashed. Fantastic. So we're going to get to see smashed Aaron on that grand final day for sure. Yeah, no, I've done no shirt counting. None. Although to, to be fair as well, this time we had we sold so such a high percentage of them before they came in that it was only you know we had like ten or something to go, and then now that's down to I think about you know five or six. So nice. uh, yeah, so that's all good. I may as well bring them bring the rest of them down and give them away. I'll do Next week I'll count them for old time's sake. Yeah, right. I'm happy. I'm happy for that. Uh, and yeah, I so said now I think that we're down to small, small to large. So small, medium, and large available. I think and may maybe XL, but uh, yeah, maybe XL it may not may not be as well because I had a bit of run on them through the week. So uh, check the inventory is all up to date though on the site. So if you go Fantastic. if you click it, it'll reflect you know what's available and what's not. So uh, yeah, if you haven't got in there, it's time to start seriously thinking about it. News. A lot of news to get through this week. Um, just a, little, a few little discussion pieces. The grand final entertainment was announced today. Uh, Keith Urban is the headliner. And um, he'll also be joined by uh, Richie Sambora who uh, with uh, Orianthi, who I think was Michael Jackson's guitarist at the time when he fucking OD'd and died. So, um, yeah, that, that was an opportunity that probably sounded a lot better on paper at the time. And <laughs> did, did, didn't really, didn't really pan out the way that you, you know, that's kind of like a career-making move, and um, it ended rather abruptly when, when the person killed themselves you know, inadvertently or whatever. But um, you know, it is what it is. Didn't you see the job ad? Guitarist was in inverted commas. I need you to clean up the bodies of dead children. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Um, <laughs> can clean up the bodies of dead Colkins. <laughs> now. Um, Keith Urban, what do you what do you make of this grand final entertainment? No matter who it is, never. It, it to me, it feels like they only ever keep a third of the people happy. If that, yeah. Sometimes it's universally denounced. 
Like, let's be real. Like, if you if, if Justice Crew is the best that you're going to trot out for Grand Final Day, yeah. you can go fuck yourself. Yeah, look, there's only going to be, like, two songs that would keep everybody... Like, if Don McLean got out there and did American Pie, yep. everyone would sing along to the fucking thing. Yep. Short of that, yep. some people are going to be very fucking unhappy. Yep. Um... Look, he's he's not a D-lister. He's not a has-been. He's a very successful in, fucking. I, I think he's an A-lister guy for the for uh, the right audience. If if the NRL had engaged with an internationally re- renowned events firm, yeah, that events firm would have bought him to them, saying we fucking scored. Yeah, like he's massive in the states, but yeah. then so is country music. Yeah, yeah and so that song that song he's got going around at the moment is like. You were like that shit's gonna live forever on AM radio. Like it's the, it's the easy listening fucking <laughs> shit that like 4KQ are gonna fucking play that that thing fucking what six times a day. Oh, look look it up. And when you listen to it, you'll Have know. A few bars. I've, oh, I don't want to. Okay. I don't, I couldn't do it justice, but it's like. <laughs> It's no, it's no. like the most pure, soft, soft kind of pop rock. Yeah. Like, yeah with okay. a chick fucking co, you know, like co-vocalist in it no, as well. Like, chorus or, oh, yeah, it's, okay. yeah, like a duet. I don't know. Maybe she's like on. a jilted love story or something? I don't know. Lyrics. I don't yeah, even know okay. what it's called. Okay. <laughs> I'm not a lyrics guy. I listen to the tune and this tune is straight up AM radio bullshit. So, um, but you know, I'll tell you what, you're going to fucking hear it in like three weeks. At the grand yeah. final, look. At, at Believe the, me, it's going to be echoing through the fucking gonna, cabin. At the end of the day, why is he going to be ringing that much from all the <laughs> foul mouth cunts around me? And yeah. <laughs> and Richie Sambora, what's he going to fucking do? Play the guitar, for fucking living on a prayer. Like yeah. you can't, you can't rock, you can't rock that shit out without John. Yeah. I mean, you could get away with just those two, just like Guns and Roses could get away with Axel and Slash. <laughs> but and but fuck, man! Like, yeah, I, I, I like what does Richie Sambora like as a solo artist? What does he fucking have to offer me at the Grand Final Day Entertainment? I don't know. You play the fucking start of like you know, the, the guitar yeah. solo beginning for like you give love a bad name. That's great. Yeah, and then you just got to stop though because like you can't sing it. <laughs> That's a shame. The days of maybe Keith Urban sing Bon Jovi. So see that now we're getting there. The days of famous musicians, yeah, are probably done and gone. Yeah, think about super the the Super Bowl halftime shows. That's kind of like the yeah. We'll talk about how much money the NFL has. (laughs) (laughs) But look, you know, if you want to entertain me, motherfucker, or do another, you know, or fucking have have mascots racing, you know, I'd rather watch fucking. You know what? For the money they're paying, Keith. Demolition Derby fucking mascot race on the field and listen to these shit cunts. (laughs) For the money they're paying, Keith. Yeah. Beyonce would fart in a jar, fly it over, and allow them to open it at halftime. Yeah, and they would fucking love it though too. (laughs) Everyone would be like, "That's the greatest halftime show ever." But surely, why why couldn't yeah. you conceivably go? Okay, this is who's touring at the moment. Like they're either about to start a commence a tour in Australia, New Zealand, or you I, know something like that. I don't know why it has to be music. I've what always do, said you, that. What, I what would do you want love, it to be? I want it to Aussie be... hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking! Oh. Callbacks and everything in this show. We got it all tonight. Fuck yeah! Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, growing up on the mean streets. Um, <laughs> fuck me. No, I want 
an it's a knockout style game show this with, one with NRL players with the retirees <laughs> <laughs> fucking Corey Parker in there you know and and it'd be it'd be the perfect opportunity not it's a knockout no wipeout like I want to see I want to see like Corey Parker trying to jump across those fucking giant balls and just get absolutely fucking munted <laughs> that would be the shit uh, yeah, fuck it. Well, you know, and and given you're not going to have the the players that are in the grand final, imagine walk of shame like but, just walking around the outside, ding ding, shame, and everyone can throw eggs. <laughs> See, that'd be entertaining as hell for, like, have for me a, personally. Um, you know, have have a relay with an an interview. You know, all the teams apart from the grand finalists. No, fucking the grand final and, teams can have players from outside their seventeen. You'd think, yeah. Why not? Yeah, maybe, but then have. Uh, you know, a relay where you've got a prop, an outside back, a second rower, and a, a half. You know, what I think a big good idea in addition to this idea of yours. What Zorbs? <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Here's a bro- <laughs> you know, tell you, our our, our Zorby friend. Yeah. Um, joined Instagram or something, and I get this notification because of Facebook. Mm. I gotta tell you, Shanta, your chosen Instagram name makes it look like it is Islamic State Hunter. <laughs> you're like that big fucking Iraqi dude. <laughs> Vice. I don't know if you're hunting for them or against them. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, um, fuck music off for halftime show. No, they just do the NFL and just get fucking Bruno Mars to control it every time. I mean, this like this like he he had the greatest halftime show ever when he was when he was yeah. fully performing in control, and then the next one they had like who was it fucking Beyonce and fucking Coldplay, the Coldplay or something, and they're like, well, the guy, this yeah. is a fucking disaster. So let's get Bruno Mars in on this one too, just to fix it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which he, which so. he which he you know he did his best, but it wasn't as good as when he had the the reins you know solo. But um, yeah, sort your shit out. Well, this is well like. I say, sure, like for me, I don't like Keith Urban's music or I don't like country music at all. However, I I will, I'm happy to acknowledge that he's a successful recording artist and sells a fucking lot of. And so there's going to be a segment that really enjoy <laughs> like yeah. enjoy him being there. And so that's that's fine. I mean, it's it's certainly better than like you know some washed up cunt like Meatloaf or something like that. He's going to kill over on it's stage. It's probably the cheapest concert ticket you'll get at Sydney that year. Yeah, so. yeah. but. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, not for me. But, you know, neither was fucking... What was last year? This is the other thing. Do you really remember? Like, no. You know, like 2008 grand final, one of the best days of my life. I couldn't fucking tell you at all. Exactly. I have no fucking idea who the entertainment was in that game, the pre-match entertainment. No idea. None. Mm. Um, I remember that one year there was Train. I think that might have been 2004. Was it 2014? Was it the rabbit? I- Whenever it was, I just, I just it was feel, like a couple just, of years after they were popular. I just, because I, I feel like Glenn really enjoyed it, but he was fucking paralytic. <laughs> so, I'm not, I'm not sure. You know why then? Yeah, he, well, he probably didn't last... know who Train was, and he just thought it was Counting Crows. Who was last year? Seriously, who was last year? I have no fucking idea. no idea. No. Kelly Clarkson was there one year, wasn't she? Was she, she last year? I'm fucking good on her. Yeah, I don't fucking know. But yeah, I just. I, I don't, there's, there's no conclusion to that thread. It's just, just I can't I can't wrap it up in any way at all. Keith Urban, yeah. Um, but yeah, apparently the, uh, the commercial chief Andrew Abdo for the NRL said that these are three of the greatest musicians and guitarists currently touring the world, and to have them on the same set would be nothing short of spectacular. Are we going to get some jewels? I, don't, like, I just 
I just can't stress enough. Richie Sambora is a solo artist offers fucking nothing to nobody. Index finger to Heather Locklear. Yeah, and who else did he fucking... Oh, he, he was he was big time. I'm sure he did that. Who was the girl in Under Siege? Erica. Erica Badongadonks. Alignac or something. Yeah, something like that. yeah pretty, pretty... Were you saying that he was, he was fucking on... Um, Pamela Anderson. Pamela Anderson yeah. for... Before she got stretched out by Tony Lee. <laughs> 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 yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> 15 year old kids, what are you doing listening to this shit? <laughs> um, the ref's fault. Just, just following I should have just followed straight on from Sam with this one. But uh, the um, NRL, for those who want to say that there was no problem, the NRL has acted on what was the problem. Uh, their number one referee uh, you know, of late, Jared Sutton, has been relegated to the supporting referee role for this week, and Gavin Badger dropped altogether as a result of the yeah. uh, debacle at Suncorp Stadium. Oh, I was um, a big fan of the badge. Splendid beard. It's mm. about the best that could be said for him. He, um, Tony Archer, was left with no choice after a performance considered the worst by referees in finals football for forty years. Wow. He said that uh, in regards to last Friday's game, it's my belief that Jerry should have refereed better. As a result, he didn't retain his position as a lead referee. Following a detailed review of all matches from week one of the finals, the two lead referees for week two matches will be Matt Chechen and Ben Cummins. And isn't that funny? That's a, that's the. Wasn't Chechen, didn't he? he? Didn't he cop some Reggies with yeah. this year? And uh, yeah, and uh, in, my, it's in my view, they were the best performing referees from last weekend. Jared Sutton and Alan Short will be the assisting referees. So yeah, it's funny that I mean he's given there's only two games, only four guys you know can actually get in the center of the field. Yeah, maybe you know it, it would have been very easy to give him the week off. You'd think, yeah. Oh, but look, at, I honestly think for the referees, and and it's I've seen it in in so many other industries. They need to be told that it's okay to make mistakes at the time, and they need a support network, mm-hmm. i.e., the bunker, yep. who helps them out with that, who rectifies their. That's it. Give them the give them the ability to say, look, if you miss something, mm-hmm. if you if you stuff up a call, we're yep. not going to drill you for it, but yep. we've got this system here just to make sure you get the support you need, mm-hmm. and have them in the ears going, um, hey, you might want to call this. Yep. You know, so. Mm-hmm. But uh, good on the NRL for, for reacting to what was a, a pretty poor refereeing performance. Yeah, um, had some awards. The awards season, obviously, they all they're all you know kind of ramping up now. From now, the awards ramping up to obviously culminate in the Twillies at the end of the rugby league season. Mm. The RLPA awards happened though um, the other night, and uh, Jason piece of shit organisation that is. <laughs> well, okay. What's your grudge against the RLPA? <laughs> well. Who's ahead of the RLPA? Is it, is it fucking Clint still? Yep. Yeah. Which club asshole Clint? Well, he's he went through a few though. He's saying he's asshole out of the Knights. Well, was he asshole of the Knights and he was in Storm for a bit? Yeah. Panthers. Oh, okay, Panthers. Okay. And who didn't win Rookie of the Year? So you're saying there's some kind of conspiracy? Is that what you're saying? Fuck yourself, Clint Newton. Fuck yourself in your stupid, useless asshole. I was actually, I was actually stunned by their choice for rookie of the year because I feel like there's, there's probably three of them at the top that could be debatable. Mm-hmm. And I didn't and have, I didn't have this Walker. guy, in, I didn't have Cody Walker in, in my three. Um, Tamalolo though, he took out the players player. Yeah, good on him. The players champion award. So that's a, that's quite amazing because I would have thought, obviously that award's just like 
massive surprise if you get it because yeah. uh, being player's player, it's obviously yeah. like a voted, you know, voted by your peers. So it's quite, you know, quite yep. valuable, I think. Uh, but it's just, I think, well, that's a strange choice. I mean, it's, it's great to see someone that's not a half get it yeah. or a fullback, you know? Yeah. Um, and especially after his egg chucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> which was only like last week. Yep. Uh, what else? Cody Walker, as you said, he got the Rookie of the Year award. Greg Inglis was named as Australia's Representative Player of the Year. What especially, admittedly, the international calendar, fairly restricted at this time <laughs> of the year, one appearance. <laughs> but I don't think that Greg Inglis was the man of the match in that game, but was he? Paul Gallen was. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not sure how that works. Uh... And and with the rep, I mean, do they, do they consider Origin as in the representative, you know, for that? Because once again, Greg Inglis wouldn't have been that he either. Did, he didn't shine. Yeah, no. so strange. And uh, Jesse Bromwich, New Zealand's Player of the Year, and James Graham was named as the rest of the world's representative Player of the Year, probably because he's like the only one that was kind of like not a mid-season or you know, like that's not Joe Burgess. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, hey, James. Yeah, sorry, James. I'm giving you funny looks. I thought you said Wade Graham. No. Oops. no. No, no, it doesn't work. Fine. Um, Brad Fittler medal. Josh Jackson. Got the Brad Fittler medal. So. Mm, big fan of Josh Jackson. Laurie Daly, New South Wales coach, said he's one of those guys that puts in 100% both at training and on field and his performance throughout the series reflects that. He's made for origin. He wears a New South Wales jersey with immense pride and he's a great guy to have in his side. He'll do just about anything for his teammates. That's a fucking funny comment. He's one of the guys who puts in 100% at training and on the field. Yeah. If you're a professional sports person, especially at representative level, yeah. you'd almost expect that everyone's putting in 100% at training and on the field. In this day and age? Yes. Yeah. In the past, it was almost a badge of honour, the fact that you know yeah. guys like Terry Lamb and Cliff Lyons would do sweet fuck all. <laughs> I remember reading in Beaver's uh, autobiography, like they talk about the the days. You know, this is well before you know the professional rugby league, and like some one of the sponsors had like a bunch of gym gear in the warehouse or whatever, yep. like it was a chemical supply company or something. And Cliffy would walk in, sit on a bench press bench, and just fucking smoke a couple of ciggies, and then and then leave. And then Bob Fulton would come in, and he'd be like, "On oh, the fucking Cliff, did Cliffy come down here? And you know, did Cliffy turn up?" And they'd be like, "Yeah." So he's like a happy, like, didn't say, did you train or anything? Like, yeah. <laughs> do you do the weight session? No. <laughs> so, um, yeah, this, but in this day and age, you couldn't, you, you would think you couldn't get away with that unless you were managing chronic injury and, you know, because that's, that's kind of what they're doing with Terry Lamb late in his seat. Yeah. You know, like yeah. He wouldn't train because he's so fucking injured. He just basically do, you know, do his game and then you'll yeah. recover in that. But, um, yeah, um, what else <coughs> we get here? Um, Aaron Woods got the True Blue Award for displaying qualities upon which a team culture is built. Presumably for oh, his yeah. fucking spastic fucking wobbly octopus. <laughs> oh. <laughs> fucking dive. <laughs> Missed high five. <laughs> thing that he did at the origin. Look, I'll tell you what, the way he supported Robbie Farrer in the media, you, yeah. know, he, you know he is a team player. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, what else? Tyson Frizzle Manizzle. Won the Daily Telegraph's People's Choice Award as chosen by Blue Supporter, Blue, Blue Supporters. Well, that makes perfect sense. Yep, I can, I can, I totally get that. And Sam Williams won the Intrust Super Pre- Super Premiership Player of the Year for Mounties. So, and of course, he stepped up and now he's playing in uh, Raiders in the big time. Playing finals the moment, football. Yeah, stepping up for old uh, Techno Viking. Finally, this year we have a coaching shake-up, sort of a scalp, sort of coaching scalp. In a year yeah. where there was like you know. 
three guys that I can think of straight off the top of my head that should have yep. been arseholed. Didn't happen. But now the season's ended for this side. It's uh, it's happened, and uh, Steve Kearney has been confirmed as the new head coach of the New Zealand uh, franchise. Mm. Andrew McFadden, though, not sacked. He's yep. just stepping down to become an assistant alongside uh, Stacey Jones. Yeah, that... I yeah. don't think... The, the, okay, so the, like, they're saying that he was their first choice to take the helm. He's, gonna have, he's got a three-year deal, and it's going to happen after he finishes the year with the Broncos, because he's an assistant there. Um... At NRL level, when's it, when they say it happened, two thousand eighteen. What's that? When's he finish at Broncos? No, no, finishes their the finals campaign oh, for the Broncos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. So like just this at the end of this season yep. for the Broncos. So like next week you'll start. But um, his NRL fucking coaching pedigree is pretty shit out. Yeah, yeah. Admittedly, you know he's done some coaching in teams that yeah, maybe didn't have the cattle or you know whatever. Look, his his New Zealand results. Um, his New Zealand results reflect a fucking bumper crop of quality players coming out of that country for the first fucking time in yeah. a generation. Yeah, yeah, but but getting them all together for the, the like the fucking camp they not, do three days before a test match. Not fucking <laughs> going questing together to destroy some jewellery and get them on a rugby league. Field. Yeah, but then they go over and they they on the still knocks and the fucking Red Bulls and shit. <laughs> hey, whatever works. They do do that. Um, yeah, look, I think you're right. You know, you, you look at somebody like Ricky Stewart. He Went from from premiership winning coach to you yeah. know, bottom of the barrel laughing stock, and it's taken him this long, and all of a sudden now people are saying that oh he, he's a master again. Look, yep. at, look at what he's done with the Raiders. Yep, yep. Um, so what happens? Let's say the Warriors mm. lose their first eight games next year. They mm. <laughs> sack Kearney. McFadden comes back as caretaker. (laughs) It just seems so weird to have the last guy still there. It seems weird for him to accept that kind of arrangement. It's kind of like Rick... I mean, I understand more. Like, Rick Stone, he sort of took the back seat because presumably, like, well, look, this is Wayne Bennett coming in. You could fucking learn a lot from, you know, assisting this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't know better at the time. But, like, kid, what are you you going to learn from... (laughs) McFadden doesn't strike me as a go get him sort of guy. Yeah. And he probably realises that after the season the Warriors have had, it won't be a massively easy task for him to stroll into employment. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. It does keep him, does keep him otherwise occupied. You know, um, keeps him in a job. I'm mm-hmm. sure he's got some sort of settlement or roots put down yeah. over there. Um, so for him, worst case scenario, now he's got an assistance role, yep. which is so much less stress, less work, less work, zero backlash. Yeah. Or like, you know, less responsibility. Risk. Yeah. Um, and best case scenario, the Warriors come out and go fucking gangbusters. Yep. He'll get some of the credit for that. Yep. So fucking everything's coming up McFadden. Yeah, I think so. So yeah, they uh, apparently him and him and Keane just got together and had a chat for a couple of hours. Decided, yep, we'll do that. Yep, and, uh, and they've done it. So ain't good on him. It's either a lot of humility or a complete lack of self-respect. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And so yeah, I hope I hope he works out for them because you know fuck they're under underachieving continually. But um, 
yeah, maybe he's picked up you know something in his years since with you know, with Wayne, mm. but uh, and I'm not, I'm not sure what Stacey has to has to bring to the table as a coach, but I mean he's certainly a legendary player for the club and everything like that, and if if nothing yeah. else, you know you can get the players behind him. But, maybe uh, a little bit of heart for for Sean Johnson in the tougher times and yeah, you know how to, how to execute for eighty minutes. Yeah, maybe maybe he was a gritty little fuck. And Jared Hayne. Some videos were leaked. I'll tell you what, Snapchat is a fucking marvellous thing. <laughs> the fucking... Oh, I probably spend more time on Snapchat than I do on anything else these days, I swear. That's a, that's, that's, that's a huge that's a huge thing, you know, getting away from Twitter. But um, that's the main thing. But fucking... The one downfall for Snapchat is yeah. when you send something to multiple people yeah. and one of them is a cunt. Like this guy, the, like the, the mate of the... It's yeah. always a mate of the mate... Corey Norman's got fucked over by this, and now Haynes been fucked over via his, you know, his, his bikey mate who he only met for the first time, allegedly, yeah. Chris Bloomfield. Uh, so we had some. The thing is, it's so fucking, it's so innocuous. It's just, it's just such pissed up lad shit on Snapchat. Yeah, and um, and he's absolutely copying it on social media. So what we saw, we saw what well, we saw him you know, doing some rapping. Uh, we saw this uh, this uh, Bloomfield character, you know, with like a, a wad of cash, you know, saying it was five grand, and that you know Hayne gave it to him. And you tell they were just drunk, <laughs> having yeah. a good time playing up while the camera was turned on, sort of thing. Um, oh, I just oh, there's boys being boys, to be honest. Yeah, you you don't see Hayne handing him any money. No, no. Um, you don't see Hayne with a durry in the hand. Yeah, and I mean, and, and he said in his statement, he said like it wasn't even my voice yeah. saying give us a cigarette, give me a cigarette, you know, cig- yeah. whatever. Yeah, so um, they look to be in a private setting. Yep. Look, investigate it if yeah. you, if you if you like, but I don't. I mean, he he had a, a quite a long you know response on Facebook, and I'm happy I'm happy to leave it there. I mean, it's just it's just dumb fucking footy player behaviour. Except it's yeah. it's not he's not fucking you know finger blasting you know surprise finger blasting chick he's not fucking you know kicking his pregnant missus yeah, that's it. he's not fucking a dog Look, it, like <laughs> it's unfortunate that it, it's involved an alleged bikey so soon yep. after the Fafita yes debacle yes the distinction people are missing is that people aren't upset that Andrew Fafita went to go and see a bikey I don't think too many members of you know society have a problem with bikies per se, it's that Fafita is supporting a coward punch killer. Yep. That's the issue there. Yeah. So the bikey thing is is secondary to... That's the the only thing. That that, that just makes it a thing for the police. Yeah. You know, but as far as like the court of public opinion, Um, it's because it's a very high profile fucking one punch. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. The the thing is, in this instance though, I'm disappointed that Hayne wasn't smarter. Yeah. Especially after him touting off all those times about how... Rugby league players need to control their personal brand, and that's why we can't mm. make any money here. And they do that overseas, yep. and you've got to yep. protect your own image and your own yep. brand. Yeah, there's two things you need to be very fucking careful of in any given situation: phones and mm-hmm. strangers. Yeah, that's what fuck Mitchell Pearce that started you know, yeah, the same thing. Um, this is some. <laughs> and this guy didn't. And this guy didn't appear to have any any bad intentions either. He's just like fuck, man. He's hanging out with Jared Haynes, famous yeah. as shit. That's it. On the piss with him, having a great time. Fucking um, as if you wouldn't be Snapchatting that shit up. But here's the other thing, though. This is basic, basic life stuff. Mm. Like I will behave very differently at the twill meetup yep. than I would at 
work drinks. Yes. Or when I'm with my family. Yes. Or if I'm meeting mates of a mate. Yep. For the first time. In yep. all of those situations, I might have had three or four beers. And they all have their own separate sets of, of not, not even rules, just like, you know, acceptable... Yeah. <laughs> you know, levels of you know, so, interaction. So football players either need to have fucking minders yep. to do this for them, or they need to be able to assess the situation quickly and go, you don't know that person, and there's a phone around. Mm-hmm. I'm either invisible in the corner... Yep. Till that calms down, um, or I say nothing, do nothing wrong, any of that shit. Yep. That's so, it. on the day that happens, I'll get out of my fucking wheelchair and do a dance. But it's so funny when you got like with this Snapchat when it's not even persistent. Like you know, when you've got your own story, it's like you know, it's yeah. a rolling twenty-four hour scale, and then you know, like snaps, they you know they disappearing whatever yep. second interval that you did, you know yep. you put on them and stuff. It's amazing in such a, such a non-persistent environment for media that this shit's getting oh, yeah. spread around and fucking people over exactly. it's it's amazing um and so uh, there's a, like there's a level of like players being fucking idiots and just not thinking but obviously they're drinking so they're not thinking yeah. um when they're drinking but then there's a there's a bunch of these fucking just just shit cunts fucking just dogging their mates you know what i mean yep which is you know a big a big thing yeah as well. fuck it yeah. <laughs> just yeah, one that, that he fucked one with that guy. Oh, no, it wasn't on he fucked. Or was it on he fucked? But that guy like in Thailand that fucking picked up a lady boy. <laughs> That's another one. He's put that on Snapchat himself, and it's been now it's fucking viral. It's fantastic, <laughs> man. Like just just shit people <laughs> circulate and do yeah. yeah shit on yep. Snapchat. Fucking get over yourself. Um, I don't know. Is there any other news stories? I mean, we we. The foreign thing, it's, you know, there was like, oh, he's definitely, you know, there's going to be like a year in New Zealand, but now the dogs are coming in, so yeah. I'm happy to leave that until something happens, to be honest. This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app, putting the NRL at your fingertips. News, scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and more. And uh, this week, the guys uh, hit me up and said, look, the demand the demand has been there from, from the listeners, um, in their opinion, in my opinion too. Always talking about, you know, what's next, you know, for, for the Sportsmate. And uh, Pro Football Live NFL app, you know, NFL season round one just kicked off on the the weekend is gone, and so yeah, get Pro Football Live, do the same deal, you know, search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play, find their Pro Football Live app, and then you got all that Sportsmate goodness carrying you through the end of January with uh, the NFL. Fantastic. We'll see how we go on that. I'm a bit of an NFL virgin. Are you? Yeah. You got a team? No. People should suggest a team. Hmm. Like the the, the low hanging fruit. Is they go, oh yeah, okay, I support the Panthers in the NRL, so I can just go Carolina Panthers in the NFL. And, um, and uh, you know, given that they were in the Super Bowl last year as well, it's a perfect time yeah, to, to, to bandwagon. They lost, but it's a perfect time to bandwagon. You lose on. one before you win one. Fuck, I'm on them. <laughs> yeah, in the NFL, it doesn't quite work like that. Yeah, it's like you got to lose one, and then that's your fucking window for the next decade. <laughs> Unless you're like, you know, New England or some team that, you know, just is persistently, you know, towards the top. Yeah, okay. But, um,. <laughs> But yeah, get on but, the app. Yeah, I'll get on the app and... Uh, and give us some suggestions about why 
stepdad, you know, should uh, we, we, what what is the team and why should stepdad uh, follow them? I guess the attributes. What are you looking for? You're looking for you want any like convicted murderers in, in or, or you know domestic violences or like vigilante murderers. I'm down with. Yeah, I'm not like, sure if we've got any of those. If they're you know avenging the fucking death of their parents or some shit. Yeah. Fuck yeah, but... No, no dog fighting rings. Like, none of those guys. <laughs> Shooting pit bulls couldn't yeah, quite cut it. No. <laughs> so, yeah, look, think about think about it. You know, think about what you know of stepdad. And, uh, you know, suggest a team that, you know, might... And, and give us, you know, give us the rationale, though. You've got to, you know, give us the team and then give us the rationale about why you should follow Fuck them. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, and then, you know, by, by the, you know, the fourth week of the competition, you know, we, I think we probably should be pretty much settled, I think. Yeah. You got any stats this week? Um, but not not one stat in particular, um, but one thing that that I continue to do and and continue to rate Sportsmate very highly on mm-hmm. is their interaction with fans. Yes, you know because their app is absolutely fantastic. However, on Twitter, I've seen now probably more than twenty occasions yep. where people have asked some of the most obscure fucking stat questions. Some of them outright, outright dumb. Let's be like, yeah. No, like, um, and, and as long as it referred to an actual or like, stat. Outright, outright trolling, you know. Not, like. not why was why is this team the cuntiest bunch of cunts that ever cunted. Yes, yes, like, yeah. yeah. an actual stat. Hard to quantify that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the answer's a storm, uh, by the way. But, <laughs> but they get the, uh, they get on answer and interact with the fans yes so never be afraid to go to sports mate with your questions um the and and half the time they'll they'll put something a little bit amusing in there exactly they're not afraid to do that either and so yes search for sports mate in the app store and the google play and uh and get league live and look for pro football live as well uh get your nfl fix and uh happy to hear all reports and i'm sure they'd love to hear it at sports mate on twitter let them know what you think of that one as well okay finals week one Brisbane Broncos 44 defeat the Gold Coast Titans 28 at Suncorp. Crowd of uh, just over 43,000. Quite low for a finals game at, you know, in Brisbane. Uh, Broncos 44 came a double to Kahu. Jared Wallace double to Glenn, double to Oates, and Milford also with a try. Kahu 6 of 7 conversions. Uh, the Titans, their 28 came from a double to Chris McQueen. Mead, Hoffman, and James also with tries. 4 of 5 conversions for Tyrone Roberts. Yeah, look, you know, with all the, the drama surrounding this one of I actually enjoyed the first, you know, I think it was 60, 65 minutes of this game. I thought it was yep. a really, really good contest and, and much, much closer than, than the end scoreline suggested. Yep. You know, when when old one-eyed McQueen scored, if you uh, if you go back and listen to the audio of the game, as, as one ref noted to the other... Towards the end there. There's yeah. only 12 in it. There's only 12 in it. Um... Why would referees be interested in the margin? Mm. That's the question that I wonder. Yeah. So, um, look for for the Titans. Taylor was a big loss for mm-hmm. them. Uh, you know, and he was sore going in. Uh, McQueen was absolutely fucked, and eighty percent of his body and couldn't see properly. And and losing Zeb Taylor in the warm up was was far from the ideal start. But I think it is fitting that for their final game, we can go back to the Titans blueprint. In that the Titans gave their all. Took it to them. And very nearly came out on top against their uh, more skilled opponents. Yep. But in the end, just didn't quite have enough to get the win. 
Yeah, but I, I tell you, I enjoyed a lot of this game. But I, I, I <laughs> no stake in the fucking game at all. No skin in the game. But I just found myself fucking infuriated <laughs> by the lack of opportunity you know, yeah. given to the Titans in yeah. terms of. And I'm not talking about fifty-fifty shit either. I'm talking about like when. Like that scrum fee went to the Broncos on the call of the bunker, but nothing. The bunker never intervened on anything yeah, ever again in that it. in that game. Yep. Um, penalty try, I've got no problem with that. I mean, I did, honestly, I don't think that he was trying to kick the ball out. I think he was trying to put his foot under it, but just the timing of it, his foot got there. Yeah. You know, so I'm totally, totally cool with that um, as a penalty try thing because let's face it, you know that that you know that's Beery's law. That one, I mean, that, oh, that yeah. motherfucker sliding in like you know, like he's sliding into home yeah. base. Need to rub that shit out. So yeah, I'm all I, that. I saw a lot. I saw a lot of knees and sliding and feet and shit uh, this weekend too. That when yeah. I noticed, but yeah, it's still it's still happening. Just probably yeah. not as blatant as as, uh, as Billy. But th- these there were big fucking calls. For example, the. Um, the one where was it Oates went up for that high ball and just fucking went to market like Kazali and flipped over the top and landed on his yeah. back. That's a penalty because why? The dude, because two guys contesting the ball, and, no one tackled anyone and in the air. the explanation air. was he ended up in a dangerous position. Yeah, because of his own fucking stupid self. Yeah. I mean, and it wasn't even because he was stupid. He was just super committed to fucking taking the high ball, outleaping everyone who, else. And Who was that that did like the full front flip last year? Was that Friend? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The backflip in the past. Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. He, he, he totally did. And and like, uh, and you take it in isolation. You go, oh yeah, these things. You know, these things happen. Yeah, but not when the Broncos go straight down and score immediately yeah. off the back of that. And like the James Robert thing, Scored when the Broncos immediately score off immediately off the back of that. Right there, you're looking and you're looking at the timing of these ga- of these things. Like, you know, they're they're fucking crucial to the flow of the, the yeah. flow of the game. And I'm I'm credit to the Titans for keeping their fucking heads on because oh shit like, yeah. well, the, imagine if that happened to the dogs the penalty James count. Graham would have been fucking he would have been killing referees like putting his finger through their chest like just fucking like yeah. just perforating their shit Reynolds would have been fucking sliding like a kuma just fucking <laughs> um, yeah the, the penalty count ended up being 8-4 yeah, and you know they they do when they you know get out to that they do you know bring a couple back just to yeah. make it look not as heinous as it actually was, and it it took too much out of the Titans like yeah. they they had thirteen errors and they're not the most disciplined team in the league. Yeah, I mean and there are occasions as well like when, you know when the Broncos got that bullshit penalty feed and then they they pretty much went straight down the field down the left hand side carved through yeah. and um you know Taylor was like well offside trying to present the try and everything they scored the try anyway, but. You know, potentially they should never have had that feed in the first place. Yeah. It, was, it was kind of inconclusive. It was one of those, it was, you know, a jumble of players in there, you know, with hands and shit in there. Mm. So for weird to make a decision, you know, to reverse the decision on that. But the Titans, the, 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 same, the same point though, the Titans on that fucking left-hand side, their right-hand side, Broncos left-hand side, just amateur, amateur hour, yeah. fuck it. That wasn't the only time either. But I mean, there's like so many times the Broncos went through there. So, you know, they've got to take, they've got to take on. Oh, yeah. Despite the fact that I think it was the most woefully one-sided refereeing in a match I've ever seen in my life, the Titans have to take their share. I don't think that they were necessarily the better team. However, there's they, so many times that the better team doesn't win the game, you know and if it had been a fair 50-50 split of stuff, they may have won, and, and people would go, well, they weren't the better team. Tough shit. They were in that yeah. up to the hilt. Yeah. yeah. For, a ball's deep in that a match. a large, large portion of that game. But um, look, I think overall, though, as a club, Titans fans have got a lot to be happy about this year. Yeah, they they get the award I think for second most improved club, considering the the shit fight they were in mm-hmm. last year. Yep, 
you know, the the backflip and the people doing coke and mm-hmm. all of that junk. See that coke thing that 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 went away and then came back quietly. Just yeah. players pleading guilty to shit, yeah. you know, down low a couple of weeks ago. Um, so yeah, look, well done as a club, not onwards and yep. upwards. Dally yep. M medalist Ryan James. Yep, potentially, potentially. We'll see what happens. Yeah. And, and, and the other thing is that just the the utter glee that Jared Hayne dropping the kickoff in the second half was met with, and this and the weird fucking. It's this small and the, man syndrome, and, and and the and the weird the weird kind of desperate attempts to draw some sort of equivalence with Ben Hunt dropping the kickoff in extra time that literally cost them cost the game. Yeah. Ha ha! People laughed at Ben Hunt, and now we're going to laugh at Jared Hayne dropping in someone else dropping it. And, and like, let me tell you, he didn't leave that fucking hope solo size fucking gash in the yeah. in, in the defensive line. That's true for the try afterwards, and he he didn't miss the tackle neither. <laughs> like he may have given the Broncos the ball, but you know, goal line defense takes some fucking responsibility for your shit. Yeah, and it certainly didn't cost them the game. Yep. So and and Corey Oates dropped like four fucking. So you know what? Yeah. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, fuck them. Um. So yeah, it's just it was a, it was a very torrid time on Twitter on Friday night. If you guys are were around for it, but uh, there are a few Broncos fans that I've still got around. Yeah. So. Yeah. Alright, okay. Grasshopper 474. Hi, New South Wales Police. Their actual Twitter handle. Can you please arrest Jared Sutton on return from Brisbane for crimes against rugby league? <laughs> <laughs> Mitch Doyle 13. That try by Alex Glenn reminded me of a Hope Solo selfie. The hole was that big. Mm. Hammers. Want to gronk off at the refs, but when it comes down to it, just not good enough. Scoreline is what hurts the most. It's a couple of times. And uh, Bud Smoko. Rugby league has officially died. <laughs> Ref's fault. Hash rules fault. Hash bullshit chant. <laughs> the Canberra Ra- sorry, the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks sixteen defeat the Canberra Raiders uh, fourteen down at GIO in front of a crowd of just over twenty five and a half thousand. Great crowd down there. The Sharkies sixteen came from tries to Matt Pryor and Valentine Holmes. Maloney two of two conversions and a couple of penalty goals as well. Um, the Raiders their tries came to Hodgson and Rapana. Uh, Croker two of two conversions and a penalty goal. Yeah, but it was a good win for the Sharkies. It was their best performance in ages, maybe this year. I had a terrible feeling after the first couple of tries that the Sharkies were just going to open right up and win first place in a hide-the-stiletto competition. (laughs) Yeah, Canberra looked like they were in that mood. Things were flowing nicely for them, but but Cronulla were good enough to to get back into the grind and, and eventually come out with it. Um, the the thing in, that was in such stark contrast with this game was that refereeing decided this one as well. However, there's no way that anyone could complain about no the the way that it, that eventuated. No, I'm glad. You know? I mean, like giving penalties like that is like yeah you you want that the the whole problem is that they don't give penalties yep. in in crucial shit. You know exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hodgson again showed why he's absolutely crucial to that Canberra attack. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kurt Baptiste is no slouch, but he, you know they they obviously go down a peg or two uh, when when he goes off. So uh, for the, for the Sharks, Ennis, while he's, he's probably not playing at Hodgson level, I thought he was very good as well. He's he's that extra effort sort of player that the Sharks really need yep. in those situations. Um, like it was, Ennis was the only one that ran out of the line and put any sort of pressure on Caesar. Yeah, when he was going for the field goal. Yep. Uh, and at that stage of the game, I reckon if Caesar sinks that field goal, the Raiders go on with it. Yep. 
because the flow of possession changes completely. They get the ball back and and they, they would have been good enough to close it out and probably wouldn't have needed to give away silly penalties. But, um, look, it the the Raiders have, have come in as the, the dark horse and the, the rising force. Um, I, I think they'll... They'll be better for that experience. They'll be dirty on themselves for letting it slip away. Yeah, um, but it it hasn't hasn't broken them. I don't think. That's it. I mean, it's 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 really fucking tough to lose like you know one of your most crucial fucking first stage playmakers, mm. and that's when the game turned. It's as simple as that. That injury, and I know that Cronulla fans will go, "Oh yeah, but we had fucking Gallon out." You know what? I think if Gallon plays that game, I think they fucking lose. Yeah, I think in the in the in the tight situations they're in. I think Gallon does that. I think he does that origin shit, and I think I think they lose the game. Yep. So it's probably a good thing. And losing, and it's not just a matter of like if Canberra had have gone into the game without Hodgson, then maybe they might have won. Mm. But you know, it's really hard to fucking switch things around when you yeah. lose someone you haven't you know budgeted for the loss of the player in the course That's of the it. game. And like Baptiste is good and all as like a surprise fucking you know fifteen minutes yeah. kind of guy. Yep. But he's definitely like I even I was just watching his his service from dummy half as well. The amount of fucking balls he was throwing like high, yeah, high to guys like sort of head high to the first receiver. I mean you know, and so they reach they're stopping and reaching to get the ball. I mean just little just things like that back. just fucking yeah yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, it was good. With, I mean, Sharky's dug deep, and I, I think it was probably their best win of the year, or you know, close to their best performance of the year. Uh, Twill only said, uh, "So scum ask hashtag why not us? Well, because you're a bunch of whingy fucking cunts. No one wants you to win. <laughs> Fuck off for another fifty years." Jim <laughs> uh, Man Bear Pig, how good was Matt Pryor? He'll be getting so much pussy tonight. He'll be shitting clits. Oh, this is fucking great. Um, can I, 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 I got to call that out? Yeah, no, call it out. He, oh, you already did, so yeah, yeah you're on Twitter, but yeah, call it. Yeah, stole that from yeah. Kevin Smith. Stole from Big Kev, yeah. Yeah. Um, Matt Pryor, though, is one of the best fucking forwards final, story. final games. Comeback this is, this story. Is, this is fucking Matt Pryor. This, yeah. is, this is not like, you know, like Fafita or, or a Gallon or a, you know, Aaron Woods or like not a heralded, like a Matt Scott. Like, this is not a heralded guy. Woods get into it? Discussion on forwards' final yeah. performances, but I mean, like, talking, like big pressure, you know, like, oh, yeah, 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 like, yeah. This is like guys that are like heralded as the best of them in their position. Yeah. Matt Pryor is <laughs> far from. <laughs> I'm sure the Sharkies wanted him fucking anal, you know, <laughs> earlier in the season. But wow, I mean, what a fucking a game for the ages. Yeah. Uh, GJ and McDonough. Anyone looking for me after this Raiders loss, I'll be sitting on the GIO Stadium scoreboard by myself. <laughs> uh, angry NRL guy. So the Raiders turned out to be a complete fucking myth, so nothing's really changed, I guess. <laughs> Stuart Marler. Well, the Raiders always complain they don't get enough free-to-air games. Now they get an extra one. <laughs> Special K Online had many tweets. I just picked one of them, my favourite, which he sent to Valentine Holmes' Twitter account. Rain thunderous loads across my face. I am not worthy. <laughs> then he had something about... There was another tweet about Matt Pryor, you know, get, loading him up on Indian food because he wanted to give him a plumpkin. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 
Adrian underscore Maitland. Well done to the Sharks. Gritty effort for the win. Raiders just couldn't get the job done. Time to regroup for next week. Yep. What an even, even <laughs> and measured, <laughs> measured tweet That's as compared to everything it, else. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Melbourne Storm 16 defeat the North Queensland Cowboys 10 down at Amy Park. Just over 21,000 there. The Storm 16 came from tries to Vunuvalu and Bromwich. Smith, one of two conversions and three penalty goals. The Cowboys 10 came from tries to Winterstein and Felt. Thurston, one of two conversions. Yeah, it was always going to be close. Mm-hmm. It was always going to be close. Conditions always bring um, you know, bring teams together as well. Yep, and stifle attack. And I think that that was one of the, the things that Melbourne had the advantage in. So their their game Slick, plan, they love yeah. that shit. Yeah, you know they love it. Um, at the end of the day, it was one conversion and and two penalties that that separated the teams. But what you don't see in that score is just how well the Storm controlled that game. Yep. and pulled the Cowboys into their style of of contest uh, and just absolutely frustrated anything the Cowboys were trying to do. You know, the, I, I feel like I need to... Fuck, I had some people run at me on Twitter about this game yeah. and honestly, I feel that my track record over like fucking six or seven years, or however many years this has been going, has been absolutely impeccable in terms of where I stand with the Melbourne Storm. Yeah, as a club. Oh, I don't as think there's... As, as a fucking club, as an organiser, as a motherfucking crew. Like, <laughs> if you're down with the Melbourne Storm, then, then fuck, fuck you, you too. too. <laughs> uh, Look, I fucking loathe this. I loathe that club. I hate everything about them. But I would sit here as a neutral to a game between two football sides and say that, that was the most... They were the most impressive team in the finals yep. so far. The way they... Absolutely. I mean, conditions, you know, were one thing, but they played beautifully in the conditions, and yep. I don't think their game plan would have really differed that much if it had been dry. But they absolutely suffocated the Cowboys to the extent that I don't know I've seen them suffocated in a long time. Yeah, it's- I mean, we're talking like a fucking David Carradine, Michael Hutchins fucking <laughs> level of suffocation here. <laughs> like they fucking they, they, like Munster was coming up with the fucking frozen Mars bar to put the coup de gras on them that's how fucking suffocated they were wow so yeah I thought Munster was really good and it was just impressive I mean it wasn't spectacular it wasn't like a, it wasn't you know amazing you know exciting spectacle to watch I mean other than the fact that you know the, the tension built just through the general closeness of yeah. the game but for just sheer impressive like game plan adherence to the game plan execution yeah like it was fucking masterful. Yeah, it, I've got to give fucking credit where it's due, man. And and you could see that the Cowboys just saw no way through them, mm-hmm. no way around them, mm-hmm. and the only option they had left was to push the pass that shouldn't yep. have been thrown. And, and they just started making lots of mistakes, like and, on their forty meter line. Yep, and the, trying to get it out. The Storm are experts at in in conditions like that. Yep, not trying to create so much for themselves but just forcing you into giving them opportunities. Yep. You know, and that first try that um, that Gunny scored up yep. up the right was absolutely perfect. That just niggled and niggled and niggled and niggled, and all of a sudden there's an offload, goes to ground. He's off. He's away. And that's all they needed to do in exactly. that game. They did it really, really well. It's, it's really hard not to not to talk about him as like being open and shut case of Rookie of the Year. You think about like in terms of the amount of games played. Yeah. So he's been, you know, he's been there for the whole year, pretty much. But uh, and just the, the general like excellence for his position, untouchable, fucking try scoring record for the, you know, for for rookies. Uh, 
like he's done he couldn't have done anything better he's yeah. just fucking ridiculous scored some tries yeah just well he's, he's fucking executed his position to fucking perfection like to, you know better than anyone in the comp almost no he, he hasn't so. made some of the best defensive lines in the league look stupid like a certain end clear he has well he, he, well, he has that's that's why he's got so many tries single handedly taking the no he's catching the ball and fall <laughs> over he's a fucking winger he's not doing Darius tries He's fucking just, just for example, the try he scored in this game that we're talking about right now. Oh, what run in a straight line? Don't fall over. <laughs> hey, please. he had, hey, force a mistake. Could he pick please. up the scraps? Please. <laughs> um, no, it, Seems like a good dude too. To see him afterwards getting interviewed by Darren Lockyer. Yeah, and he's like he's talking to him like and he's like he's like, uh, he's like yeah, best of luck in the next few years. Like, yeah, and he's like uh, uh, thank thank you, Darren Lockyer. It's <laughs> <laughs> like remind me of like um like Garth. Like, we it's it's uh, we, we, yeah, we'll hang out with you, <laughs> hang with Alice Cooper. <laughs> We're not worthy. <laughs> It, it, it's not all doom and gloom for, for the Cowboys. They, no, they put that. in a very, very good defensive effort as well. Their attack is definitely uh, fucking not right, though, at the minute. One thing that's really missing, if you look at the Cowboys and and where they won a lot of games last year, yep. it started from the kick return. Yep. And in the game they played last week, their kick return and their counter-attack was on point. And it was Lachlan Coote collecting the ball and then having options either side of him, and so any laziness in the kick chase yep. could be found and exploited. That's the difference between starting... The problem is that there's no laziness in the kick chase yeah. consistently. Um, or, or the fact that you're just so fucking buggered yep. that the rest weren't getting back with him. It, yep. was, it was Cootie there by himself. Yep. Uh, and, and that's the difference in starting on your own 10 or, or 15 rather than starting on the 30. Yep. Your forwards have got less time... less space to run back yep. they can get the set started properly and that gives Thurston more time down the other end it's, it's a fantastic system and, and great when, when it comes off but when when everyone's not doing their part like they weren't against the storm it, it yep. can be fairly stagnant yeah Okay, um, and yeah, on the tweet side of things, I couldn't find a single fucking tweet, like not even a one, not, not, not good or bad, just like zero. And I just feel that people were so fucked off about the storm being so <laughs> dominant that, uh, yeah, that, that's yeah. what I can put it down to. So that's uh, that's why I gave him a little bit of extra love because uh deserved it. Okay. Fuck, are we up that time already? Mm-hmm. Penny Panthers twenty eight to feed the Bulldogs twelve. Allianz Stadium twenty two just over twenty two and a half. Game of the round. Well, no, I just said this is almost the most impressive performance of the fucking round. Um, Panthers twenty eight came from tries to DWZ, Wacker Blake, uh, Peter Wallace, Tyron Peachy, Josh Mansour. Three of five conversions for Cleary and a penalty goal. Doggies twelve came from tries to Mbai and Parrot, and uh, Parrot with a goal, Mbai with a conversion. Take it away. It's uh, a couple of very, very positive points about my beloved Panthers. They didn't get rattled when they opened up early. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they would have been chock full of nerves. You know, they're, they're a young side. I don't know if anyone knows that about the Panthers. The young Panthers as, they, as they they've are, been renamed officially. They are a, a young, young side. Um, youngest fullback to ever play rugby league at nine years old. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Moylan um, but but that could have very easily rattled them you know just yep. just completely broken the spirit um, they 
they pulled together on that and just did what they do best. They they obviously had a game plan as well. Um, I've read a, a little bit about people saying that they they think it was to try and tire out Canterbury. Yep. Uh, yes, to extent I I would wager it was also um, to do with conserving their own energy. Yep. Because they didn't want to give themselves too much of a defensive workload with seven tackle sets and yep. and set plays from Canterbury. Um, it worked. Uh, I'm, I think you'd, you'll see a little bit more of it against the Raiders. Uh, but but they were comfortable to just play an 80-minute game. Yep. And that's what I think's been missing in the Panthers for, for a lot of the year. Which I think is a really strange thing to come from Hook. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, they, they used to play five-minute games and just try and score on every single play. Just yep. knock out, knock out, knock out. Yep. Um, the other thing was when we started the silly silly errors, and there were a couple of them, it was when we were 20 points ahead. Yeah. And whilst it's never a good time in that, because especially in finals footy, teams can score three tries Just like that, b- yeah. before you know what's happened to you. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you, you're completely fucked. Um, but the the fact that they didn't come out to were that deep in the game and fairly well in front was okay. Yeah. Uh, they they need to be all but eliminated. Um, the Zach Hardacre thing still fucking baffles me. You winning fucking yeah, I know. I would say if you winning, well, don't. There's no need to question anything right now. I mean, like if it costs you, if it costs you this week, then well, you know, Blake's out there with a, a busted shoulder, and yes, yeah, you know, he, I I think Shunter said it. He he did go to the Steve Matai School of Rugby League. Yeah, strong breeze need to come off. Um, but he. He puts the fucking fullback that we have on the bench on the other side of the field. Yeah. You know, he, he doesn't yank Blake and go, right, yeah, let's get some fucking ice on you and what's wrong and let the doctor have a look at you. Yeah. He puts the fucking pom on the other side of the field. Yeah, yeah. And, and there was this wonderful vision of, of poor fucking Wanga running over to congratulate Josh Mansour. Yeah. Looking like the fucking <laughs> cripple dragging himself along. Um, that, you yeah, know, look, Moylan's firing, um, Cleary's firing. The big men are doing their job. Yep. In the middle, they're not shirking any sort of responsibility. They're getting in there and, and rolling their sleeves up. The only thing I'd like to see out of Cleary is probably a little bit more depth on his kicks. Yep. He's got those giant, big, floating bombs um, that that are hard to take and and are going to be dropped in the right spot. You know. Yeah. Um, but if they are taken, yeah, teams are starting way too far up the field against us, yep. and that's just unnecessary. Um, the dogs, uh, fuck me. They, they limped in, much like the Titans. I mean, they they, yeah. they limped into the, you know, one of the one of the worst performing teams, you know, coming into the into the finals, uh, despite you know where their ladder position had been and you know at various points in the season. William Hopewati was not going to fucking change the result at all. Yeah, no, and and look, it it was tough. Um, whichever Morris it was at fullback was mm. it, B Moss at fullback. Mm. He was sixty percent. Yep. You know when, when uh, when he was chasing to try and stop the, the the one black try. Yeah. He he's pulled up lame. Yeah. Ten meters out and and limped for the rest of the game till he eventually had to come off and yep. and put Parrot back there. But the dogs. If if someone gave me the keys to the dog shed, and it's hilarious, um, Perm put this up almost exactly as I had written it. In my notes for the show, okay, we're laughing about it. Fuck Lykeroff. Yep, he's a fucking young Robbie Farrar without any hint of potential. 
isn't it funny that they fucked off Ennis for him? Jesus fuck. Um, <laughs> move Reynolds to hooker in, into the nine, mm-hmm. and get a number whether you play him at six or seven or yeah, you know, leave, get a, get a leave good him half. off there. But get someone who can kick. Yep. Get a kicking game in there. You don't yep. have to use it all the time because um, Embiid. Yeah, prove he's a running half. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's got pace and he's, he's elusive. Um, fuck like her off. Reynolds at nine. Yep, and the rest of it sorts itself out. Yep. Okay, Shunter eighty six. Great win. Wasn't expecting much this year, but making it to week two is huge for our young side. Young Matt Moylan, especially. <laughs> <laughs> Undiluted seven. While pretenders like Tedesco are sitting at home, Matt Moylan is dominating finals footy. <laughs> Uh, GT351 underscore Johns and given it's probably the last time he's going to tweet us this year I gave him the, I gave him the, the luxury of two tweets uh, bad luck dogs and well done and good luck to the Panthers we tried but weren't good enough refs were shit but not to blame today and, uh, two blatant errors Moylan penalty for putting himself in touch lead to try and J-Moz try not looked at and then the Panthers scored oh well that J-Moz thing was bullshit I mean, that, yeah that was it, tough it, I mean on one hand you know you, you have to say look the referee's the amount of times if a player says, you know, they, the, the amount of times I go upstairs for it, check it's ninety nine point nine percent of the time. What 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 uh, Jamos should have done to maybe force the issue was, uh, you know, chuck the ball up in the air and you know, or something like that, you know, and celebrate and, and like make the play way, make the play completely dead yeah. and have to check, you know, have to check it this, this rather is than thing. play the ball, you know. It- it shouldn't get to that. The bunker should be looking. Yeah, at it, sh- and going. it shouldn't get. It shouldn't get to that. But if you do something like that and start celebrating, and then your guys run in and everything, it just shuts the whole game down. Yeah, and then that's they true. go. Then they go. Oh, okay, check it. You know. Yeah. But, um, but again, um, under the current rules, mm. I reckon he would have been pinged for a double movement because yeah. it would have gone upstairs and gone. I have no try. Check. There's no double movement there. Yeah, yeah. And so the bunker now have this fucking bullshit little, mm. you know, reduced world they have to work in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, that that was a bit harsh. I think that uh, that should have been looked at. Cruzy zero six. Well done to the Panthers. They couldn't handle stepdad's man sauce. That's too much sauce. Not sure how that attributed to the win, but yeah, well, Mansour. I'll take it. Just talking about Mansour, who you know is fuck man. Like talking about you know form wingers. You know talking about Goonie Goo before Mansour. Fuck, he's up there too. Damn fucking straight. Previews, two games this week. The uh, first one, up at 1,300 teeth on Friday night. The North Queensland Cowboys take on the Brisbane Broncos. Pre th- Three previous meetings between these sides, two this year and, uh, and the, the grand, grand final, final last year. One-point affairs. Yes. Will this be a one-point match? No, it will not. No, I don't think so either. Oh, of course, we would have said that the first time they played this year and the second time they played. Yeah. They keep managing to, you know fuck up conversions and stuff essentially <laughs> to make it a contest that requires a field goal to separate but uh, yeah. look there is always that thing as well of you know teams will drag each other to a to a level yes yes um, the the Broncos always get up for the Cowboys yep I think it would be of a concern that the Broncos had the completion rate they did last week and leaked the amount of points they did last week to a yes. team that hobbled into the finals and had everything against them in that it game. wasn't an attacking dynamo yeah yeah on the other hand, you're playing the Cowboys, who uh, do have some attacking weapons. Yeah. Coming in almost full strength. I mean, David Bowen's in the centres, so not 100%, but they're fucking, they're close enough. Yep. Um, the Broncos, for their part, 
James Roberts has been, uh, you know, he's copped the week for, for the kick, the contrary conduct charge. So I guess what's going to happen there, Pearson will come in and, you know, what, Pearson will come into the wing and then Oates the centre. Uh, uh, yeah, well, he's already named it three. So who's... Rico Kasich. Yeah, okay. the cars in, in, in the three. <laughs> um, and uh, so I guess I guess yeah, like Oates goes to four, and then and Pearson in the wing, right? Yeah, he would have shoot. Yeah, or Kadoskahu. But um, yeah, Broncos still, you know, they're where they want to be with their squad too at the moment. Yeah. I mean, they're starting to pick up, and they're at, they're at playing the better day, every they, week. And they have a representative forward pack, fullback. Yeah, um, they're, they're nothing to be sneezed at. That's right. Especially if you have sinus problems. Yep, Cowboys. Fucking long road trips, you know, back to back, like you know, mm. you know the, all the way down to Melbourne, then all the way back to prepare for a home, the yeah. home match. Uh, it's you know, it's, it's tough, but it, you know, it's, it's finals too. I mean, if you can't get up for that, then yep. the fuck are you gonna get up for? And they've been very successful at home. Yeah, you know, for a yeah. while, but this season especially, very successful, very hard to beat. Uh, good record over the Broncos. <sighs> Look, I'm gonna have to go to the Cowboys. They played yeah, a tough so match last week, and that in finals. That can be such a crucial factor too. I mean, teams can just blast each other to the point yep. where one team's fucking useless the next week. I don't think the Cowboys. I mean, you know, a wet weather game down in Melbourne is not ideal. It's but, grindy. It wasn't yeah, taxing. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I, I don't think that. But this week's game though could dead set ruin the winner of this so- mm. of this game for next week. Yeah, I think the way these two guys go against each other and have for you know the last yep. couple of encounters, the it, this. The team that wins could be fucking ruined for next and the, week. The other thing, you you would almost be guaranteed that whistles stay fairly in the hand. Yeah. For most of this game, mm-hmm. so I think with the extra little bit allowed, tempers may flare. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to go just the record at home. Uh, I think a bit just a better team. Yeah. Some paper, the Broncos. I mean, coming coming up, you know, they're getting better every every week as as like a finals taper sort of situation. However, just too many, like too many, too gonna many be, points. You're gonna be curious. Have, yeah. have Titans fans? Do they have to declare which team they're hedging with now, or can they just decide on the night? I think they probably wait until full time, right? Yeah, until yeah, there's only one. Until like the Highlander thing. Yeah, wait till there's only one, the and then you jump onto that. Yeah, 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 okay, exactly. Uh, the second game. Canberra Raiders take on your Penny Panthers down in Canberra yeah tough one different situation this one too I mean Penrith I feel like they, they also capitalised on the fact that the Doggies had a big side in warm conditions yeah you know, and so uh, and you're not moving around running yeah, around don't give and, any and, and, and come home late sort of thing now we're talking about night time in Canberra it's, yeah, it's a different situation they're probably not going to have that to, that factor to lean on however Canberra Raiders you know, it's tough. They've named Hodgson. I don't know what the fuck's going on there. Yeah, they've named him. Is he, better, is he better than he's... They haven't named like an 18 or extended bench or anything. I've either, done so everything short of hiring a PI or a Russian hacker to go and hack his medical records. Like, is it... I mean, does, does Ricky pull him off at half-time and go, out. yeah, your ankle's fucked, but if we get on it right now, you'll be okay for next week. So the line we're going to go with is you're fucked. Yeah. But, uh, I think if, if he's not 100% or he's mm-hmm. not playing, then... Then Penrith have a very good chance. Yeah. The other thing is Black Austin's no certainty as well. Yeah. He's been named. Yeah. Yeah. But but he's no certainty. And then what happens? I mean, and and Blake Austin. I mean, does he? You know, is he going to be? What happens? What happens if Hodgson doesn't play? Because Baptiste isn't like a. He's not a. He's not an eighty-minute guy. No, he's not an eighty-minute guy. Um, but 
Canberra's attack this year has come, you know, A, down the right side. Yes. And, and we're not there, ignited by Croker on the left. Yep. So th- they still have some very, very potent attacking weapons. Yep. Um, I I also think that there is the chance that the, the Panthers boys played a big game last week in their world. It was the, the yep. first game of finals football for a lot of them. Yep. And, and that emotion would have been running very high. No matter the outcome of this match, most most improved team of the year, rookie of the year, club champions. Canberra have got, you know, Canberra improved a lot. Titans improved a lot. Yeah, not like Penrith. Canberra, you know, Penrith improved marginally in their position. Titans came from below. And no, no, I'm just talk, about talking same. about the, the culture of the club, the feeling, the atmosphere. <laughs> Bringing through the rookie of the year, <laughs> the next immortal Nathan Cleary. Oh fuck's sake! I feel like real dads here again. Drink, drink of the talking Glen, about the fucking Glen talking, talking about like Blake Lazarus or some yeah. shit. Did you read that thing um, on Sportsmate today that no. Ricky Stewart, you know, two years ago reminded me. I'd forgotten all about it. Um, tried to poach uh, Mansour and Tedesco to get yeah, in the camera. Yeah, yeah, I remember Tedesco was like he was he was he was a backflip. Yeah. But I, I'd forgotten about the mantle yeah. until... Uh, Imagine that fucking backline. Yeah. Fuck. Jesus Christ. Yep, yep. So you'd have Mansour, Croker, White and getting paid, BJ and Rapana. Very yeah. fucking damaging. Yep. Um, I, I think Canberra are too strong around the park and probably on the edges. Yeah. Um, but, you know, again, the, the Panthers boys are playing with plenty, plenty of belief. And if they can get... Uh... Panthers can win this game, but I think I'm, I'm going to you know, kind of default. The, the, the two teams are, are very strong sort of home home advantage yeah. teams uh, at the moment, so you have to go with that in otherwise, you know, close contests. Yep. But that's the most beautiful thing about the finals in, in you know, in the week in week two. You've got two games, and both of them you can see multiple pathways so to either side. Choose your own adventure. Exactly. Of football glory. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, hopefully a good result for your team, you know, whoever you support. Penrith. Everyone needs to get out there and support Penrith. We need your help. You need fans' help? Bandwagon. Really? If you need bandwagon help, if that's what you're fucking resting your hopes on, no, you've it's already like lost. Any fucking sports movie, you know, the, <laughs> the people watching in the bar. Yeah. Start clapping as well when the guy gets up from his injury. And somehow that helps him on the team, on, on the field. <laughs> That's true. That is a very Penrith, you know, you know? Penrith thing. Ronnie Palmer. Yeah. His biscuit. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Look, um, I, I do feel like though this second semi-final, I mean, it could be the, the, the grand final for like the bandwagon going forward. Because I do think that of the teams remaining, I think Canberra and Penrith are probably the most attractive to support. Yeah, the least you know, the, the, you know, the few, Yeah, the fewest downsides, yeah. I think, yeah, to, to supporting them in the finals. That's it. And that is full time for episode 239. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League, also on Facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. So I uh, keep sharing it up and uh, liking the posts and all that good shit. Uh, iTunes, two reviews this week, fantastic. Uh, X Factor, five stars from Parapai. 
Uh, excellent Factor, a great podcast, informative host, X-Factor obsessed, funny, fun season of rugby league entertainment, can't wait to hear next year's views on the game, happy X-Factor-mas. <laughs> Big fan and Mad Eel supporter, I was going to say, he's talking about like the season's over, we've got a couple of weeks left man, um, semi Redradra's season conversion rate 100%, one from one, great fun listening to you guys, wishing you all the best in the off season, for X-Factor. Oh. So, yeah, mate, we're still around for a couple of weeks yet, dude. Fuck don't, don't, don't go. I know Barra's Para, done. I mean, they've been done for a while, but, yeah, we're still around. Are you okay? Yeah. Uh, essential listening. Listen. Essential listen each week, five stars, from uh, DOS1967. Great podcast. Definitely worth a download for any NRL fan or, honestly, any Aussie sports fan. These two guys give a very funny and sometimes insightful view of each week's <laughs> news plus matches. Now I find myself looking forward to the weekly drug slash salary cap slash bestiality scandal <laughs> so I can hear Nate and Jay joke about it on the podcast. Been listening for a month or so. Instantly hooked. Cheers for the last, boys. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much. Nice Work. I think it's, it's great to see new guys getting on with the uh, reviews as well, and it's very easy to do. Just find our listing, just search for this week in league on the iTunes store, and uh, get in there. And um, yeah, just choose a rating and a review. It takes a couple of minutes. Try not to swear in the review because uh, those ones don't tend to go through. But uh, yeah, otherwise very easy. Um, tipping. So once again, we're in the we're in the position where uh, yeah, only a couple of points in it. 142 on top, Whitey. One point behind, David Kingston. One point behind, Desi's Ducks. One point behind, Lemon. And then we go back to a couple of people tied on. I've got Freako 9, Eric Biscas, and SNS Marla tied on 138. And then three more tied on 137, John Zambelli, Voodoo Rock, and Michael Rothery. So, once again, what do we got left? Two games, four games, five games left in the season. Mm. One point lead to Whitey. It's his, to fuck, it's, 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 it's his season to fuck up now. Right, um, and so we shall see. We shall yeah. see. But, uh, he's in the there with five games to go, very close. And you would have to think it's down to the top two again. And, and were these two the top? T- I, I want to say that these two were the top two last year as well, or fucking close to it. Um, always been very consistent. Sure. So uh, you know, congratulations. Well done. Um, obviously, Supercoach and all that shit's all wrapped up for the year. Uh, we're on the iHeart Radio app now, so. I guess it's just more accessible if you know, especially I guess if you're like an Android user and you're not happy with the way you know whatever you're using to consume the show, then I guess that's another option because it's, it's it is very easy to use that iHeartRadio app. I had a look at it and it's fine. I did that just opened it up to you know for podcasts and and shit a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So I just submitted us and you, know, you had to go through a pretty exhausting process and took them fucking weeks to pull the finger out. But yeah, got the got the email. I think. The day after the last episode went online, or maybe the day of, or something like that. Fantastic. Um, and yeah, that's that's pretty much it this week. It's crazy. We're obviously down to less games of the season, so the, the episodes are going to get shorter. Um, next week, shorter again. <laughs> Give us only two games to recap as well. But uh, as we wind down towards uh, our Mad Monday, which happens, our Mad Sunday, which happens before the end of the season. Clear your calendar. Get to the meetup. Clear your calendar. Keg and Brew is the place that I keep forgetting the name of on Fovo Street, Surrey Hills. We'll be there at 10 o'clock on Grand Final Day, which is uh, Sunday, October the 3rd this year. Mm. Fuck. Um, whatever that Sunday is. And then we'll be up the road at midday for El Loco, and we'll probably be there from, you know, sort of like 12 till 3, and, you know, people will kick on later and, and so on. But, yeah, it's going to be a great afternoon of action, a great day of action. Um, bring your drinking boots. Fucking nudity. Well, there hasn't done anything. Male been, nudity. I'm not sure there's been any nudity so far. Docking. But 
<laughs> Space doggy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. There's going to be all sorts of like, you know, like goatee themed activities. It's going to be real lemon parties. <laughs> I just, I may make you all wear fucking name tags or don't say something inappropriate to a stranger and think they're part of the group. No. <laughs> if you get in there, no one's a stranger. Everyone. <laughs> Some guy. Wanted... There are other people. There are other people. I was going to say, they... I don't want to start annoying normal El Loco patrons. <laughs> don't, don't, look, put it this way. If one of our, uh, our party could uh, could talk, go talk to the actual manager of El Loco and uh, pick up on her Eastern European descent and then start talking about like Poland and, and Nazi Germany rumbling through. Um, oh. If that doesn't fucking cause a problem... Fantastic. Well, I think it would cause a problem for that person getting ejected, but um, <laughs> if that doesn't cause us to be banned, I'm not sure that just you know chatting shit to the wrong person is going to really be an issue. So, yeah. Uh, can't wait. And, uh, yeah, talk to you next week. Nice one. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.